Welcome to EANcast, your weekly source for education, research, and updates from the European Academy of Neurology. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our weekly EAN podcast. My name is Barbara Tettenborn. I'm Editor-in-Chief of eLearning. And our today's topic is a very interesting and special one. It's about the regional teaching courses in Sub-Saharan Africa. My special guests for today are Professor Erich Schmutzart and Evelyn Sipidou from EAN Head Office. Professor Schmutzart is Professor Emeritus in Neurology and Critical Care Neurology at the University in Innsbruck, Austria. He is a trained tropical medicine specialist who has been working for many years in Sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia and is currently chair of the regional teaching course Sub-Saharan Africa Task Force. And our second guest today is Evelyn Sipido. She joined the EFNS in 1999 already and worked for many years with the European Affairs Committee as well as the Communication and Education Committee. And since 2008 already, she's organizing the regional teaching courses in Sub-Saharan Africa and has a lot of experience with that. So hello, Erich and Evelyn. Good morning and thank you for having me on this podcast. Hello, everybody, wherever you are, whenever, which time of the day you listen to this podcast, very welcome. Hello, Erich and Evelyn. As part of many teaching activities, the European Academy of Neurology offers regional teaching courses in Europe and also in Sub-Saharan Africa. When did the regional teaching courses in Africa begin and what prompted this initiative? I have to go back to the year 2007 when the then EFNS president Charles de Roeck and the WFN president Professor Johann Adli agreed that it would be very important to share teaching of excellence with sub-Saharan African residents and neurologists. The idea of exporting this teaching of excellence would partly bridge the difficulty for many neurologists and residents to attend congresses in Europe and worldwide, where the latest scientific findings and research are presented. The idea of a teaching course in Sub-Saharan Africa was jointly developed between EFNS and WFN. Professor Amadou Galodiop of Dakar, Senegal, strongly supported this initiative. In 2008, EFNS created the Task Force Neurology and Africa, and Professor Jean-Michel Vallat of Limoges, France, took the lead. Professor Vallat has an extensive knowledge of working with and in Africa, which was of major help. I was the lucky one who was asked to try and set up a region, such regional teaching courses, and the first one took place in Dakar, Senegal in 2008. The RTC was hosted by Professor Amadou Galodiop at the Sheikh Antadiop University Hospital. Over the years, several neurologists who took on leading roles in the neural world took part, such as Professor Paul Bond, Wolfgang Grisold, and many others. In 2012, Professor Schmutzer took over the chair of the Task Force Neurology and Africa. And in 2015, the African Academy of Neurology was started and became an active partner in the work of the regional teaching courses in Sub-Saharan Africa because it's very important to know that the first years it was the EFNS who totally supported financially the regional teaching courses. Over the years, many 
scientific associations and organizations have joined us in this financial uh, work also. And it's there are three core sponsors, which is the EAN, the WFN, and the American Academy of Neurology. And we have worked together for many years with MDS, IBRO, ILAE, the World Stroke Organization, and ECTRIMS. And it's the program that defines the sponsor request that we sent out. So I'm sure that Professor Schmutzert will add things to everything I have said. And he for sure will uh, tell you more about the scientific implications of the regional teaching courses and the practicality behind it. It was the then uh, president of the European Federation of Neurological Societies, uh, Professor Jacques Duroc from Belgium, who started in 2008 with uh, the idea to uh, bring neurology to the residents of sub-Saharan African countries. So it started way back in Senegal and then in Ethiopia. And in 2010, I had the chance and I was invited to join this task force, which then in 2012, I was asked to take over. So it's now for 15 years, an ongoing regional teaching course. So, thank you very much for this uh, very nice introduction in the whole process. Uh, what is the format of a regional teaching course in Africa? Is it as we know our teaching courses in Europe, in a lecture theater, or is it completely different? No, it is based indeed on the schools that EFNS and later EEN organize in Europe. So it's usually a three or a four day course with lectures in the morning by the international faculty, because the faculty is from Europe, but also from the United States and from Africa, from Sub-Saharan Africa. And in the at the end of the morning, there are grand rounds discussions, while in the afternoon, there are clinical case discussions that are led by the faculty of the morning sessions. And the students are divided in different groups that rotate and each have an hour to discuss and talk about clinical cases. The format is uh, that in the morning we have uh, state-of-the-art lectures. If, for instance, we have four days and uh, uh, if in, uh, uh, each day has uh, a specific topic, for instance, stroke, so we invite one of the representatives of the World Stroke Organization. And we had the president, the general secretary of the World Stroke Organization with us to give a state-of-the-art introductory lecture and then three or four additional state-of-the-art lectures on stroke uh, topics specific for Sub-Saharan Africa. This is in the morning. At noon, we have a clinical grand round which always refers the patient who uh, which we discuss refers to the topic which is the topic of the day and in the afternoon all the lecturers of the morning sit together with a small group of uh, participants and discuss cases so this is another two and a half or even three hours afternoon session in which tricky but also quite simple cases are discussed with a group of uh, students. And they, after 45 minutes, they go to the next professor, they go to the next uh, lecturer. So in the evening, after uh, three hours or so, every lecturer has 
discussed for different uh, patients with all the residents. One day in the evening, we have a so-called video dinner. During uh, the dinner, immediately before the dinner, we watch videos of epilepsy, videos of movement disorders, videos in emergency neurology, etc. So there are actually also patients presented at no. the conference? Or so far, we never had patients at the regional teaching courses. This, this is maybe something to consider for hands-on courses. Yeah, in the future, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just an idea. Uh, came into my mind uh, just directly when I talked to you. Obviously, you are organizing it from the EAN, but are there local organizers involved at these regional teaching courses as well? The organizers of these teaching courses is, of course, European Academy of Neurology. Evelyn Cipito was instrumental from the very, very beginning on And we invite other scientific societies to participate, to send lecturers of their choice, like World Stroke Organization, Movement Disorder Society, Epilepsy, International League Against Epilepsy, or European Headache Foundation, International Brain Research Organization. And we do this, these teaching courses together with the African Academy of Neurology and the World Federation of Neurology. So... Even the president of the World Federation of Neurology, he or she participates, like the, Europe, uh, the president of the European Academy of Neurology, he and she participates in the American Academy of Neurology, always also sends a prominent representative uh, uh, to discuss various fields uh, in, in neurology. We couldn't do it without the local organizers because we don't know the, the situation on site. So the local organizers take care of finding a venue for the regional teaching courses. They are in charge of the logistics, the catering and so on on site, while all the rest of the organization is taken on by EAN. And the rest of the organization is inviting residents writing by writing to the local heads of the neurology departments, organizing flights and hotels and so on. So it's it's quite a bit of work, I would say. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's pretty far away. So where have the Sub-Saharan African Regional Teaching Courses been held so far? How are the locations chosen? Can they actually apply for it or do you choose the locations? Uh, yes, it's the countries who apply. Usually they propose themselves as a possible host for the following regional teaching course. So this year, for instance, we go to Dar es Salaam in Tanzania and Professor Amadou Galodiop has asked whether the next year we can go back to Dakar, Senegal. We have been to 12 sub-Saharan African countries so far. So I hope it will become many more. But it really depends on the availability and the possibilities of the countries that ask to host this regional teaching course. Because they need to have a main meeting hall, breakout rooms, they must have the IT possibilities and so on. So it really depends. We always hope to go to the university or to one of the local hospitals because that really is uh, essential to have as many residents as possible to come and attend the regional teaching course, even if they do not specifically belong to neurology, but also psychiatry, internal medicine, and so on, can attend the courses. They started, as I said already, uh, in 2008 in uh, 
Senegal, then they moved to uh, Ethiopia, then to Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Zambia, Kenya, Sudan, Mozambique, Burkina Faso, uh, again Senegal, then Madagascar, and at the end, uh, the last uh, course was held in uh, uh, in Cameroon, in between also Ghana, and we had one uh, uh, webinar-style course during the pandemic, which uh, was organized from Uganda. And this year, in at the end of uh, October, we will go to Tanzania. Yeah, that's also one of my questions. For which group of healthcare professionals are these courses? It's not only for neurologists, obviously, you just mentioned that. And are these courses more basic or more advanced in content? Probably more basic if it also includes internal medicine people and other specialties. How can an interested medical doctor in Africa join the course? It is mainly for neurologists in training, residents. And they come from all over the sub-Saharan African countries. As you know, we have 49 sub-Saharan African countries. And so it's residents of neurology, but also we offer this course to internal medicine uh, specialists or residents in internal medicine, residents in psychiatry, residents in uh, pediatrics or pediatricians, etc. And we try to offer basic uh, uh, lectures, but also quite specialized or sub-specialized uh, lectures. So it's a mixture of basics and uh, uh, super specialized lectures. Obviously, there are special needs in the African countries regarding topics within neurology or other teaching topics very similar to other educational courses of the EAN in European countries. They are on the one hand rather similar because neurology is a field which encompasses the entire world. But of course, we have specific peculiarities in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. I just want to uh, address two such peculiarities. One is infectious diseases of the nervous system, which are different from Europe or Asia or Latin America, North America, etc. For instance, malaria, sleeping sickness, there are uh, specific uh, acute bacterial meningitis, viral encephalitis, etc. This is one point. And on the other point, we do have specific risk factors in sub-Saharan Africa for specific neurological diseases. Just take stroke. Stroke, in the meantime, in the urban or metropolitan areas of uh, tropical countries like sub-Saharan Africa, stroke is a very, very important disease because of two or three reasons. Hypertension and smoking are risk factors which are not under control in sub-Saharan African countries on the one hand and in metropolitan areas like Lagos in Nigeria or Dar es Salaam in Tanzania or Nairobi in Kenya etc etc it is air pollution particulate matter air pollution in particular ultra fine particulate matter which contributes to the incidence of stroke and to the sharply increasing incidence of stroke in these areas. And we do not have yet the full scale of acute stroke management in many parts of sub-Saharan African countries. Although there are some countries where stroke units exist, but they are only for the urban uh, population. 
it's absolutely difficult to bring from suburban or even rural areas people with a stroke in time to a stroke unit, to a neurocritical care unit, to neuroradiological intervention possibility in time. So usually they are late, they are much too late. And what is the next point? We do not have sufficient neurorehabilitation possibilities in Sub-Saharan Africa. Are the lectures and other contents from the regional teaching courses available online afterwards? Absolutely. A report is written of each uh, regional teaching course and each session can be found in the EAN pages or linked direct to the RTC Africa page on the EAN website. So slides that are presented at the regional teaching courses are saved on the website in a secured format. So anybody who wants can uh, access these slides and go over them and learn from them. That's great. Uh, do you have to be a member of the EAN to uh, get access to the online content? I suppose you do. We have never, we only had once an online Congress during the COVID period because these courses are not uh, accessible through the internet. It's really on site and afterwards the materials are made available. But you don't need to be a member of the EAN to access these materials. And how can an African neurologist become a member of the EAN and what else are their benefits if they are members? Usually we try to invite as many medical doctors as possible from all over sub-Saharan African countries with a certain in a certain way. We contact the president of the, say, uh, Congolese uh, Neurological Society. He or she should name one or two residents which are then sent to participate in this regional teaching course. And for these people, the European Academy of Neurology and all the other societies which I have named uh, at the beginning, they take care for the flights, for the accommodation, and we have no registration fees. But the second part, all medical doctors from the country where we give this regional teaching course, say this year, Tanzania, not only from Dar es Salaam, from the uh, megalopolis of uh, uh, Tanzania, but also the uh, surrounding areas, all medical doctors are invited to participate. We do see psychiatrists, even neurosurgeons, pediatricians, internal medicine specialists also participating, which of course uh, stimulates the exchange of ideas and the discussion. And I like this very, very much. And there is a reduced rate for these memberships, which is based on the WHO Hinari group or on the World Bank classification of the countries of Sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, if I have to talk numbers, nine out of ten of these countries are actually, it's eight out of ten, because there are two that are not in the lowest income group. So most of these countries uh, have free access or reduced access to whatever is available. Once they are members of the EN, they have access to a great number of benefits, such as EN schools, they can apply for clinical or student fellowships, they have free access to the new e-learning platform and EAN campus. They can uh, go to the online Congress ses sessions 
and uh, they get the reduced rate to attend the Congress. They, last, lastly, they can also, as members of AFAN and Pounds, which is the Pan-Arab Union of Neurological Societies, they can, be, they can have representatives on the EAN panels. I would like to say thank you to the EAN board, to the World Federation of Neurology board, to all the other participating societies, to the presidents, to the board of these societies. And even more, I would like to thank all the local organizers who do the local work, which is extremely sometimes boring and uh, uh, absolutely a lot of work. But without their help, we never would be able to give such highly esteemed teaching courses as we now do or as we have done now for the past 15 years. And what I should not forget, I would like to say thank you to all the people in the head office of the European Academy of Neurology, mainly Evelyn Sipito, who has been so far extremely instrumental uh, for the success of these uh, uh, teaching courses. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I do hope that I could give you some sort of information on this EAN uh, procedure, on this EAN uh, effort. And I would love uh, if you would spread the word of this teaching course to all your colleagues. And if some of the African or some colleagues come from African countries, I would be even more grateful. Thank you. This has been EANCast Weekly Neurology. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcatcher for weekly updates from the European Academy of Neurology. You can also listen to this and all of our previous episodes on the EAN campus to gain points and become an EAN expert in any of our 29 neurological specialties. Simply become an EAN individual member to gain access. For more information, visit ean.org membership. That's ean.org backslash membership. Thanks for listening. EANcast Weekly Neurology is your unbiased and independent source for educational and research-related neurological content. Although all content is provided by experts in their field, it should not be considered official medical advice.